Today is Monday, March 6th, and we have a college basketball special for you today. We have guest caller Mr. Eric Hayes on the phone today. We talk Maryland basketball. It's a little slide at the end of the season, but looking to rebound into the Big Ten tournament. We talk our predicted number one seeds, our last four in, first four out. We talk all conference in the Big Ten. So sit back, enjoy it, like and subscribe. Here we go. This is Eric Hayes, 2010 ACC champion, and you're listening to Turtlehead Podcast. Boys, it's a sad day. It's a bad day. It was a rough week to be a Terp fan. We went to Ohio State, and we're never in it. We lost 73-62. to 62. Just did not look good. Out-hustled the entire game. They were playing senior night, and you could tell they were playing for something. We were just there going through the motions. We shot 44% from the field, which isn't terrible. 36% from three-point range, which isn't terrible for us. But everything else was just dominated by Ohio State. They out-rebounded us. They out-blocked us. They out-stole us. Out-free-throwed us. They out-everythinged us. But other than that, 73-62. to 62, Not much to talk about. Dave, anything to say about the game? Nothing about that game. Tricky. No, thank you. Yeah. Julian had 17. Don Carey had 14. Yeah, Don, Don Carey was pretty good that game, so that was the only plus that, You I know saw. it's a bad day when he was our one of our top dogs. Lee, got anything to say? Um, i just like to get off my chest. I don't understand this hate you guys have had for Don throughout the entire <laughs> entirety of the year. So Big uh, Don Carey fan over yeah, here. Yep. And then let's go to yesterday. I was fortunate enough. I guess I can make the announcement. You think I can make the announcement? Make the announcement. I was contacted by Mr. Jeff Ehrman. And we've worked out a partnership, and I'm temporarily working, I guess, for IMS with a chance to make it a full-time thing. But I was able to go to Penn State yesterday, sit in the media section. I'd like to thank Inside Maryland Sports for that opportunity. Got to interview Kevin Willard and Jameer Young after the game. Uh, really got a behind-the-scenes look. It was a different feel. I'm used to cheering and yelling. I still got my words in when needed to be said. But it was only me and Testudo Times from Maryland at the media section. Everybody else was Penn State. Um, it's sad because we dominated the whole game and the last five minutes of the game, we just fell apart. And then all we had to do is grab a rebound and we took it from each other. And that's how it summed up. That basically summed up our on the road season. I guess the biggest thing is I'm not that upset. I don't know if it's because I got to be there. I got to be behind the scenes. I heard players throwing things in the locker room. I saw Kevin Willard just hanging his head outside the locker room. I saw him yelling at Grant, the assistant coach. Saw Tony Skin come out with a shirt untucked, fuming mad. So it made me feel better because I saw the passion that I'd like as a fan, when you watch it on TV and you turn it off, you're like, oh, they don't even care. I even said something because I saw them all walking off the court. I was like, man, they don't even care that they lost. And then when I got down underneath the tunnel, I was like, no, they definitely care. I'm actually excited for this weekend. I know we don't get the double bye. I know all we had to do is win one of the last two games. We had a double bye. 
But I'll take the sixth seed. I'll take our chances. I like our side of the bracket. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. But I'm looking for Maryland to make a statement this weekend. Um, we'll talk more about Maryland's history in a conference tournaments. So it's not the greatest, but I have high hopes. I know the game didn't go as planned. It would have been nice to win that game and the season on a high note. It didn't work out that way, but we're moving on. Jameer had a great game, 26 points. Don Carey, once again, had a good game, 11 points. Ian Martinez had a good game with 11 points, and Julian dominated. But we have some questions that need to be answered with Julian towards the end of the game because he was taken out of the game. We'll talk about that. But overall, my head's high. Dave? Yeah, I took it a little worse than that. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was an awful loss. I'm looking at 66 minutes combined for Hart and Scott with a total of four points. I just read that myself, and Dave. I was going to say that when I got that my chance. That is two senior leaders on the road in a game that you had to have big game. I mean, that's a double buy. That's huge. I mean, I'm not saying the sky's falling, but that was one of the it stung a lot. I hadn't had a loss thing like that in a while, and it, it was bad. I uh, I don't even think Hakeem necessarily played bad, but it he he played better than Dante, Dante which didn't really take much because Dante just, when he got the ball in his hands on offensive possessions, it just killed. There was no rhythm. I don't know. He, he's such a different player home and away, and I mean, I guess you could say a lot of guys are since our record's the way it is, but... He's just night and day in home and away games. I, I wasn't impressed like you guys said. and It felt like I was watching the Ravens again this year with a meltdown at the end. Yeah, well, you say Hart didn't play much, but the only thing I remember him doing is getting two charges and knocking the ball out of <laughs> Jameer's hand at the end of the game <laughs> yeah. that literally cost us the game. So, yeah. I mean. Offensive rhythm was mentioned. Um, I didn't think they really had one uh, after they got up. They're not a very good come-from-behind team. Uh, they win when they get up and they stay up. Um but they were just in a total funk in the second half. Uh, Dave mentioned uh, Scott and Hart's contributions. Well, give me 26 minutes for a million with nary a point, one rebound, one assist. Yeah, but he, he did do things like he was all over the place. And, and I, I see what you're saying about not playing from behind, but we led for probably 38 minutes of that game. So Oh, sure. That's But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we, we have to uh, protect the lead when we get up. And uh, sometimes it seems like they're just happy enough letting Juju or uh, Jameer do all the work. But it, it kind of felt like the end of the football season. Once we felt like we had qualified for a bowl game, the football team didn't have quite the intensity. Uh, and, and I'm almost afraid that might be the same here with the basketball club. I, I just hope for a really great performance in the uh, conference tournament to change my mind. We sat here three, four months ago. We said, man, it'd be nice to just be on the bubble, make the tournament. We're in the tournament securely. We had 20 wins. Granted, I know we had it in our hands and we let it go, but I'm just, I'm not that Debbie Downer because, first off, Mark Turgeon's not coaching the Terps anymore. How great is that? Second off, he's playing, he's coaching with Mark Turgeon's boys. He's brought in three guys who have contributed tremendously. Julian Reese's growth is through the roof in one season. And within 10 games under Kevin Willard, I think we're going to be okay. Granted, we could go out and lose the first game Thursday night, and we can lose the first game in the NCAA tournament, and I'm still going to be happy. Am I going to be happy, happy? No, because... I was say, don't, don't yeah, lie to yourself. Yeah, no. I'm telling you, I think this is probably one of the best losses I've ever handled. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the only reason I'm happy, we died for this, Dave for 10 years to be mad about a loss. 
We legit, when we would lose a game the past 10 years, yeah, maybe he loses two more and Turgeon's gone. Yeah, yeah but we've been waiting 10 years, and now you're not even mad with me, so yeah, I, 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 don't feel, know. I feel cheated here. I don't, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think happy is the correct word. I, yeah, I just I'm, don't yeah, think you, you'll, you'll be uh, as mad or as upset as you normally would be. Obviously, both, everybody in this room would like to see us go out and win two to three games of the Big Ten tournament and make the Sweet 16. I don't think you're going to be okay or not upset if we lose the next two games. I, got, I mean, I got news for you. We made the Sweet 16 Elite 8 Final Four Championship game. We lose. I'm going to be mad. Well, yeah, I, obviously. Sure, but I, I think the operative term here is considering what we have gone through and the strides that we've made in the right direction this season, at this point we can't be overly disappointed. Yeah, and, and I will say this, like, the whole year it's been like, them boys aren't ready to play on the road. They were ready yesterday. They played great on the road. It's just we didn't finish the game, which is frustrating because it is encouraging to see them come out. They shot well on the road. They handled the crowd. And we've been asking for that, and they did that. It's just, just – Well, there wasn't much crowd to handle. Well, yeah, that, and another thing, we called them on spring break. Yeah. That was good. But Every, Everything fell in our lap, but it's just – I don't – I get what Lee said, and Dave, you said it. You had to take Julian out towards the end because they were they were playing small yeah, but, and he, and the guys were shooting threes in his faces. But yeah, but twenty one minutes. I mean, you can, can't you do some kind of offensive defensive yes, stuff? Yeah. And I mean, Patrick a million twenty six minutes and Julian twenty one. And like, why come on. why are we like we're up sixteen and then we're we're yeah we're making playing. adjustments for them? Why shouldn't they make it? Why did yeah. we stay yeah. with Juju? Make them make adjustments for us, like. I mean, they might have been hitting threes, but Juju was having his way too. So yeah. he he was, but it felt like we weren't really going to him. What he get us the first six points, and then it felt like he didn't touch the ball that much. I mean, granted, I know he only played half the game, but I'm like you. I think I don't know if Willard lost his uh, not confidence in him after you know the couple of bad possessions on the defensive end, you know, but. I'm and, like you. I think and, you've got to have him in the game at that last. Yeah, and I get that, but also like. Let me see how I can how I can say this. Uh, I get it, but we were they were on a fourteen to three run on us without him. So how much? No, I, I entirely kind of difference could I, it be with him on the floor? That's I, what I was saying. But I entirely agree with you. I think he's got to be in the he's got to be in the game that last possession. You know, those last two possessions, offensive and then the defensive yeah. possession. He's well, got to be in there well, on that last even on one. The, even on the defense, when we had the rebound, like they played it great. They great defense forced a. Not a very good shot by a guy who hadn't made nothing all day. Yeah. The shooter crashed the board. That caused a, his hustle maybe not to surround a little bit, but it's just a bad loss. It it was just – I just really wanted that double buy. I'm not – Yeah, I'm not necessarily mad. Yeah. I'm more disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like I'm, the dad. I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed. Yeah. It's, Has Bird ever been disappointed with you? No, I mean, I'm just been straight as an arrow. <laughs> so, no. That was my question to Kevin. Why wasn't Julian in the last play of the game? And I'll rewatch it. Julian got the last bucket for us. A great play. Yeah, play Under, underrated play design. Like great. That's another thing we've been begging for for 10 years. Like come out of a timeout and not rely on a point guard to throw up a three. Great play. Drive to the hoop. Dish it off to Julian. Because I think everybody, including us, knew Jameer was going to take the shot. Julian, wide open, lays it in. We go up one. I'm pretty sure Penn State called a timeout. Uh, no, no, it wasn't a timeout. That was the one Don gave him the feed, got hit in the yeah, head, that's right. and they made the... Yeah, uh, there for a minute I was hoping. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that's a flagrant yeah, play. Yeah. But it, it wasn't, I no. mean. So, well, so Miles, that's what it was. So they took Julian out for that sub, and you couldn't re-enter him without taking a timeout, and they had no timeouts. That's There's your answer right there. Then, then my question is, why take him out? Like, I just, I don't know. Which, we'll find out. Well, I mean, 
So we play the winner of Nebraska-Minnesota. In case you haven't heard, Maryland is a sixth seed in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I still think all that worked out good for us. Yeah, I, I, th- like I think it worked out great. We're not on the side with Iowa. I didn't yeah, want so to play Iowa. We beat every single team um, yeah, I up into the championship. I would rather play – well, we got to win the first game. I, I feel confident we'll win the first game. I, yeah, I feel it. Look, I mean, the, look, the Nebraska- kid from Nebraska scares me a little bit because he gets playing out of his mind yeah, sometimes. Tommy Hogg or whatever. Yeah, and their big man's good though too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek but Walker, I think. I think I would rather have played Northwestern that second game than Indiana. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we yeah. match up a lot better with Northwestern. Yeah. Trace Jackson Davis really yeah, he, scares me. Yeah, he's, he does, I and mean, he's he's unbelievable. But but they haven't been playing great ball either. No, I mean, yeah. And Juju has played great down the down the stretch against really good big. So. I'll be honest with you. Look, at, let's look at it right here. The best teams playing right now, right now, in my opinion, the Big Ten going to the tournament is Michigan State, Michigan, Nebraska. Yeah, they're the best teams going to the tournament now. Everybody else: Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, Illinois, Penn State. Everybody else is backing in. Iowa could have been that team, but they well, choked didn't, yesterday. Did Minnesota get a big win last week too? Yeah, but they're they're terrible. I know, but still, I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, I would not be mad about a Minnesota upset. I mean, upset over Nebraska. I would not be upset about that. I I will say, you talk about being mad if we lose that game Thursday night. I'm gonna be very (laughs) mad. You just said if we lose the next two, you're not gonna be upset. I did send. I sent you. I sent you guys something earlier that had the guy had to break down of the whole. Let's bring that up since 1994 air tournament. Hold on, don't even answer it. Don't even answer it. Tricky. Yes, sir. If you had to just off your memory alone. Okay. What do you think – how should I word this? How many times do you think we've won more than two games since 1994 to last year and the conference championship – or conference champ, uh, tournament. tournament? That would be both uh, ACC and yeah. Big Ten. Yeah. Not, not win it. Not win at all. Just how many times do you think we've won at least two games or more in those conference tournaments? Since 1994, I would have to say... While you're thinking, let's just take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Tricky's Trimmers. He's shaved the beard off. All he has is the mustache. That's right. I like it. All right, Matt, you're not the only one. I've gotten compliments. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Back to it, Tricky. Uh, No, I was going to say probably uh, had a few when Gary was there uh, when we were still in the ACC, but I'm going to say it's under five. If I had to nail down a number... Give me uh, four, and I think I might be one over. He nailed it. It was four. It was, was, was it? Was it four? I thought I, it was I'm three. Lo- I'm looking at it. It uh, was 2004, yeah, it, 2000, no. yep. and 2000, 2009, 04, yeah, and, 09, and 13. And I will say, wow. early so four, on in the years, like, <laughs> the ACC was strong. This is like, why this man's tricky trivia you right know, here. You, won, you win three game, two games, and you're in the championship with ACC. But here recently, like they did the expansion on the ACC. We didn't capitalize, win a couple right. games in. I remember going to D.C. in 05, crapping the bed against Clemson. Uh, it's just been bad. Someone We've, someone tweeted, they said, Penn State is our new Clemson of the Big Ten. How many times did we go to Clemson oh, and lose? Oh, my God. At least in the ACC, we would have a game against, I don't know, Virginia when they weren't any good or Wake Forest when they were struggling. Or Florida State. Right, Florida State when, when they were bums. But if you look at this Big Ten tournament right now, there is not one team that you can look at and say, other than Minnesota, and be like, well, there is no way they're going to win the Big Ten tournament. But the rest of them can. I mean, Nebraska might be a little bit of a stretch. Illinois would have to be really high. Yeah, anyone um, playing out of that that 
that Wednesday night is going to be hard. Yeah, but Rutgers, man, Rutgers, I, I don't, I don't know what to make of them, dude. They're uh, falling apart. You talking about a meltdown? Yeah, but what are they number two? At, like I got news through? for you. Tell me, tell me if if Rutgers loses to Michigan on Thursday. Is that the play-in game to the NCAA tournament? Because yeah. they still have Michigan on the outs. Michigan, Michigan seven, needs some wins. They're seventeen and fourteen. They're not. Yeah, I mean, I, they've got a great. Granted, they played a really hard non-conference schedule. They played some decent non-conference teams, but they had who they end up losing. Didn't they lose to a really bad? Didn't they have a really bad loss early on in the season? I, I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. That you're telling me if Rutgers loses, and that would put them at they would have, they went ten and ten in the conference, eleven and nine. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, Rutgers did. Yeah. yeah. So you're telling me that winner right there? I mean, how do you not put Michigan? Which talk about Michigan? You talking about fan base that should be upset? They were a win away yeah. from a double bye too. Did you see the end of the game yesterday? Mm-hmm. Like why? <laughs> Dickerson <laughs> pulling up a three because like he made one last week. Yeah, same but, as that play exactly. I mean, like that's Howard's job to draw something up, getting the ball in the post. It's terrible. I don't know if Howard's a good coach. I'm just gonna put that out there. He's an excellent recruiter. Yeah, very good recruiter. But that's the problem when you hire these legacy guys now. How Can you, you get, get rid, rid of, of a member of, like like Georgetown with with a uh, Ewan? Yeah, who wants to fire Ewan? You know what I well, mean. Well, also, who wants the job at Georgetown? I mean, they, they've got really Durgin. well. No, they've got really stringent uh, academic requirements, and so it's harder for them to get athletes to begin with. Well, and Thompson they, Thompson never had trouble, as you know. Well, I think he also uh, had some inside uh, contacts that helped him navigate the NCAA. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. The man's gone. <laughs> And did a fine job there at Georgetown. Well, I'm excited for this week because it's the conference tournament. It's everywhere. It's nonstop basketball for the rest of the week. If you don't like college basketball, just turn it on this week and you might become a fan. Because me and Dave have had an argument for this week's actually probably more exciting than next week. Next week's the nationwide one. Everybody gets hyped in. Everybody's involved. You don't watch college basketball. You're turning on the tournament. But this week... You see them small schools. Um, help me out with the pronunciation of their name. They beat Liberty. Kennesaw State. Oh, Kennesaw State. Yes, yes. the Owls yes. of Kennesaw State. Their, yes. fir- their first time making the tournament. They, um, I mean, how exciting is that fan base? I mean, the place was packed out, like 4,000 students just screaming. You know, it's just it's must-watch TV. Let me ask you all this question. How do you feel about, and granted, I know it's a little bit harder for small conferences. How do you all feel about the... I love it. Home court for like a championship game. I love it. Yeah, I think it's got to be that way with the small schools. It gives you something to play for. Like, to me, it's one bid league. You should be rewarded for winning your conference. Mm-hmm. So that. No, like, I, and, I, and I, they, I like it. They, the MEAC's one of the only ones that don't do it. They, uh, and they have added a reward for winning your league. Because it used to be you win your league, you have your home, you'd have the place at the conference. But now, if. Kennesaw, am I pronouncing it? Uh, Kennesaw State, and if I may mention uh, for our squared circle fans out there, one Bronson Recksteiner, you know him as Bron Breaker, played football and graduated a proud Kennesaw State owl there in uh, Georgia. It's a. uh, Do you know who his father is? Who, Bron Breaker? Yeah. No, tell me, please. Recksteiner. I just sent you How something about, about yes, Scott Steiner's yes. son. That's Rick Steiner's now, son. We're going to have to pause here. There, this is some real wrestling NCAA knowledge. Yes. Hey, Trick, have I ever told you we're the number one podcast on Eastern Shore for wrestling? I don't think you've said it enough. If you have told me it was it was just one time too few. But no, uh, I did learn from uh, Turtlehead Dave today that uh, the son of Big Papa Pump, the Big Bad Booty Daddy, his son... 
who was the MVP at Damian Lillard's basketball camp, has uh, signed uh, to play college basketball at Virginia Tech. And apparently this Bron Breaker fellow, proud owl of Kennesaw State, is the son of uh, of Rick Steiner. So little little Steiner brothers, uh, actual real sports tie-in for you. And they are Michigan alum, Big Tens. Yes, uh, proud wrestlers for uh We just want Michigan. full circle. Full circle. Yeah. So, and I could, I'll say something of that real quick. Yesterday, one of the media guys told me for Penn State the reason the crowd was so low is because their team was in the wrestling championship. They are a big wrestling. They are, they are all they about are. some wrestling. Oh, the, yeah. the guy was uh, like, I don't even know what to say. Before we get off the conference tournaments, though, we got to look at this MIAC tournament. We got our UMES Fighting Hawks coming in at number four seed. They play Thursday night against Morgan State. We'll keep an eye on them. Hopefully they meet. <laughs> Hopefully, Lee gets to coordinate that parade bird gang. through oh, yeah. Somerset Avenue. He said bird gang. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, what I was going off, the reason for winning your regular season championship is if they did, if they lost Liberty yesterday, they get an automatic bid to the, the NIT. NIT. Yeah. So, I like how they added that in. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. But they, they don't need to worry about it because they're going dancing. Liberty gets the automatic bid to NIT. Congratulations, old Flames, because they finished second. So, we're just awarding losers now. Well, everybody, everybody gets to go. Everybody gets to go in the NIT. They've basically expanded that field. What is that? Thirty-two teams now. No, I think sure. it's up to. I think it's I think not it's sixty-four. Re- it's not. No, I might be the only turtle head in the room that's actually been to an NIT game. So who was it? I went and see Maryland play in NIT. Manhattan. Uh, forget maybe or Syracuse. Did we lose or win? We won the game. I went to. I think it was. We it was to go. We won. It was to go to New York to play in the championship. Oh, so that was Turgeon's second year. No, no, no. Oh, this oh. was Gary. Uh, while we're talking uh, Big Ten Tournament and University of Maryland, uh, just want to uh, shout out Brenda Freeze and our Lady Terps coming off a very tough loss this past Saturday uh, to number two Iowa, 89 and 84. But uh, still still in the, um, in the big dance, of course. And, they're poised uh, to get a one seed. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't they're know up. anymore. Well, I, I don't know if that's enough to knock them out. I mean, you're number three, you lose to number two. How far can you fall? Mm-hmm. So uh, we shall see uh, come Selection Sunday. Do they do the ladies on Sunday it's Selection too? Monday, yeah. isn't it? No, it's Selection Sunday. It's at 8 o'clock. Yeah, okay. Just- okay. My fault. Yeah, so look forward to see if our uh, lady shellbacks can uh, be a number one seed in the women's bracket. So let's stay on college basketball. Let's stay in the Big Ten. We are going to do your all-conference turtle head I guess we could say media, Big Ten, all-conference team. You can say that. We can. (laughs) (laughs) So what we'll go with, there's four of us today. It's Dave Lee, Tricky, and myself. We're going to do six players. Everybody gets a pick, but we're going to have two unanimous selections. I think that's pretty easy for everybody. Zach Eady, Jackson Davis. Everybody good with that? Yeah. I think think that's pretty easy for everybody. Tricky, do you have a problem with that? I can't do unanimous if you have a problem with it. Oh, um... No, I I don't. You're, think you're I that guy. That. You're, you're that guy in jury. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That, you, that the rest of them have to convince. <laughs> Every, everybody said OJ is not guilty, but Trigger's like, no, he's guilty. I'm telling y'all. Well, that's we could have a whole other cast on that. I have my own opinions and uh, more research on that than Kennesaw State Owls. I can tell you. Um, yeah, I don't think I could argue with those two. Uh, obviously, I like Edie over Dickerson or Dickinson rather, um, and Jackson Davis is legit, dude. So. Um, all right, no, so with that said, can't really Tricky, argue that. you take the first overall pick in your Turtlehead Media All-Conference team. 
Okay, well, we're, we're picking six, so it's not like if I don't... I mean, this isn't ranked number one. This yes, is just yes. my pick to make sure this person gets in there. Your pick. Uh, it's my pick. Give me uh, Chris Murray at Iowa. Uh, 20 and a half points a game, eight rebounds, nearly two assists, over a block and a steal a game. Yeah, I'm putting uh, Chris Murray on the list. Leroy? Uh, I'm in between two players, and I think both of them will probably get picked. So, as much as I don't want to, I think you got to put Hunter Dickinson on mm. the first team. I mean, like, yeah, eighteen and nine. I yeah, think, yeah I, I mean, it's your pick. Yeah, it's my pick. I, I like. I don't like the dude. You know, screw him and his round ball podcast. But uh, I think he's deserving of of a look. My beef with Dickinson is the fact that he only had uh, one and a half assists on the year at his size. <laughs> And the way they play ball, he should be getting three or four assists, you know, send it into him and kick it back out to a guy wide open. Um, I think he needs to work on that, but uh, it's your pick. So, Dave? Well, I'm going to leave uh, the layup for you there, Jordan. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I was going to go uh, pick it from uh, Penn State. I think he's got – He's a 18 points, yeah, seven assists, and seven boards a game. So he's definitely seven nice. boards a game, seven point three, and he's only six four. He's the fifth leading scorer in the conference and leads the Big Ten in assists. Yeah. Um, only one steal per game, though. Uh, as active as he is, I'd, I'd like to see more there. But uh, he's nearly forty percent from three pointers. So. I said he he led his team in everything except blocks. Yeah, <laughs> he led the team in rebounds. Yeah, that, that steel number they got to keep him on the court, so maybe they got yeah. That's true. Know, don't want to. That's true. Not everyone. It's a good be way to get in foul Dixon. trouble. Well, That's I thought. Right. I thought. I guess hindsight twenty twenty, we could re-edit this because I should give you the layup because you called it. I did, I did the call season, it. You, I, you I don't. I don't think Young. he's going to get it though. I don't think he yeah, is either. I think they're going to yeah. give it to Boo Booey. Yeah, I, think. I don't think he's going to get it. I hope he gets it, but I was thinking maybe he had a great game yesterday, and they. He they outplayed yeah. Boo Booey when we played yeah. him, but yeah, if, they're, if, they're all over Northwestern right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody. That game last night, they were all over him. Mm-hmm. So, and they're probably going to give Chris Collins coach of the year if I had to get. Well, well I, th- I think he deserves yeah, it. Yeah, I think he deserves yeah. it. If if Willer would have got the two seed, I think Willer would have. Yeah, had a I chance think for Willer him. just not winning yeah, one road won. game. Just yeah, that, that's what hurt him. Yeah, and they they talked about it. Northwestern won everywhere. I mean, they they won on the road, they won home. But without further ado, your last player for Turtleheads Media Big Ten All Conference team, Mr. Jameer Young from the University of Maryland. Sixteen points a game, four rebounds, three assists, shot forty three percent from the field. Who knows? He could come back and go for Player of the Year next year. Well, Jordan, when I made my list of uh, Big Ten uh, players, I had Pickett and Jameer as the uh, my two guard picks. Uh, I did have Boo Booey and Terrence Shannon Jr. from Illinois as runners-up, but uh, I don't think that's a hometown pick taking Jameer uh, for a guy 6'1 and 185 pounds, and he got nearly five rebounds a game, uh, you know, plus scoring over 16 points each game. Yeah, I, No argument with the Jameer Young pick. I think that's a solid uh, choice. Could he, use, could he just use one more rebound on the year? Well, we could all use one more rebound. <laughs> Never turn down a rebound. So let's stay in it. Let's go to our top 16 college basketball. You all good with that? Top 16? Yep. So Absolutely. top 16. Anybody remember who had first pick last time? I was not here. So yeah, I wasn't me either. Wasn't was it you, Tricky? I'd, it was either you or Shane. No, I thought Shane got number one last, I think you're last right. week, to be honest. So let's go Let's go backwards. Let's go Lee, me, Tricky, Dave. 
Even though Tricky's number two, I'm going to take his pick. I'm going to go with the Houston Cougars at number one. I don't think anybody could argue with that, but I think, uh, Jordan, weren't you number two and I'm three? Yes, sir. Okay, go for it, bud. I'm going with the team out west. And I actually like these two picks because did you know, Tricky, the last team to win more west than Baylor, a national title, was? Was it UCLA back when? uh, Arizona. 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 Oh, true. Yeah. What year, anybody? 97. There you go. So, oh, back with uh, Mike Bibby, Miles Simon. Yeah, Miles Simon. That's the one I was trying to think of. In, um, oh, in 96, Mike was Dickerson, UCLA with Mike Toby Dickerson, Bailey. Was that the other one? Yeah. So, that's hard to believe that no West Coast team further than, I guess you could say, Waco has won the national title. But with that said, I think it's a team that's playing good ball right now. UCLA. Tricky. Three. All right. Since I like uh, stirring the pot a little bit, I mean, Kansas and Bama have fallen. Uh, they've had uh, losses of late, and I'm not picking Bama uh, just because of the situation they got going on, man. They're, they make me sick down there with that foolishness. <laughs> um, I like Marquette. Yeah. You know, they, they've uh, they're well won six games in a row, and they have 25 wins on the season. They're hot, man. Yeah, um, if they win the Big East tournament, can they sneak up and grab that one seed? I don't see why not. I would. It all depends on if Alabama chokes. If Purdue, if Alabama, Purdue, and Kansas do not win their tournament, Marquette deserves a one. I seed. think Kansas is a lot though. You do? Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think they, they have the most the number, quad one number wins one of overall. Anybody. They're they're solid. Yeah, yeah I, think I think they're a lot. I so, think unless they don't win their tournament, if they win their tournament, I think they're yeah. the number one overall seed. I mean, it's gonna be tough not to give it to Houston, but. Anyway, I interrupt Tricky's pick. So oh, no. Go no, I made it. I made it. Give me uh, Marquette. Are they the Golden Eagles, I believe? Yes. Yes. Um, Dwayne Wade played there, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Morceau. Yeah. We, don't, we don't speak his name. <laughs> Dave. Well, I, I was just speaking on Kansas. I got to go with Kansas, number four. Lee? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Alabama as you much as yeah. – yeah, I don't – I don't really like, like Tricky said, their situation down there, but I still think they're a really good basketball team, and I think they're going to make some noise in the tournament. So That leaves me with six. I just don't think they're playing good ball. I, I, they're a top ten team, but I'm, I'm going to go with Texas over Purdue. Texas at six. Tricky, seven. Well, this is a team that uh, everybody had near the top at the beginning of the season, and then they were declared for dead about halfway through, and now they're hot again. Uh, they beat a ranked uh, St. Mary's on um, uh, last Saturday. Uh, give me the Zags. Gonzaga right there for my pick. Dave. Eight. Yeah, I can't let Purdue slip anymore. I still think they probably will get a one seed. If as, they long, as long as they handle business. I think if they play on Sunday, they might get a one seed. Maybe. it. You know, a lot can happen. Lee. Nine, I'm going to go uh, with the last team to win out west oh. with uh, Arizona. They Ten. Took, I'm oh, sorry, Lee. Sorry. They, they took a L to UCLA the other day, but it was a pretty good game. So. Ten. I'm going to go with the last team to win from Waco. Ooh. Probably the only team to win from Waco. <laughs> Baylor. Actually, I'm not sure aware of any other colleges in Waco. Oh, the old Waco Community College. Uh, I'm going with a team that uh, hasn't played the toughest schedule, uh, but they did beat the aforementioned Marquette uh, earlier in uh, February. Uh, had a tough loss to Creighton. Give me the Huskies of UConn. 
Yeah, they're flying under radar. They're like four Ken Palm. Like I, I haven't thought they've been very good all year, but they're, they're tricky. Been on that UConn. Yeah, he's been on. Like, they are four. He, yeah. he, he flip flops every week. He's got he had him top five, and then he has Marquette. So he's he's, he's big a East guy. guy. He's a yeah. big East oh, guy. Well, I, look, you want to talk about somebody doesn't get far past Waco? You're looking at him, buddy. <laughs> I'm more of an East Coast guy as far as my uh, college watchings. It's too late those uh, West Coast games. <laughs> well, I'm gonna make tricky smile with this one. I'm gonna go with his Blue Jays from Creighton next. I think they're that's pretty high for Creighton, but I'm not yeah. mad. Uh, well, I've been with them their, all their year. Kimpon's pretty high. I think that's they're gonna, twelve. Yep, yeah, 12 that's going to weigh a lot. Lee, thirteen. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with. A team out of the ACC, but it's probably not the team that you're thinking of. A team that Maryland beat. I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going to stay in the Big 12 because I think it's a loaded conference. Kansas State, you know, I was on them early. So 13, Kansas State. 14, Tricky. I'm sorry, did someone already say Arizona? No, no I'm sorry, Tricky. I, I was 14. You're 15. And, yes, Arizona yeah, has I been took Arizona Okay, just checking, just checking. So um, 15, Tricky. Yeah, I, I love Tony Bennett. Um, I want to go Virginia there, but uh, I'm kind of kind of leaning towards Xavier. Um, but uh, considering the strength of the schedule, I know they just uh, had a loss, uh, but um, I think Tennessee belongs there. Give me Tennessee. And 16, Dave. Yeah, I think I'll stay in the Big 12, put TCU there. There's your power 16 by the Turtleheads. So now we're going to move on to next week, Selection Sunday. We are getting you ready. This will be our last time to talk the tournament before it is revealed. Just a heads up, next week's show will be airing Monday night. We're going to have bracket breakdowns. We're going to have sleepers. We're going to have national champion picks. It's going to be an action-packed show. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you listen in. This is one of our favorite shows to do because we are just some college basketball heads. But... Without further ado, let's go to our four number ones as of right now. Dave, you started last time, so we'll work the other way. Let's go tricky. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, UCLA. Um, <laughs> they're the second hottest team uh, to Houston, and uh, I just didn't want to pick the Cougars every I was about week. to say, I threw you a softball for the Cougars. I, thought you were I know, I know. I'm, I'm going against the green. Nothing against you, Cougs. I'm still with you. But uh, they had the tougher schedule, did UCLA. Um, and uh, so, yeah. And they'll probably be playing out west anyway, and they're 17-0 and at home. So, give me, uh, give me UCLA. Lee? I'm going to go with the Jayhawks of Kansas. I think they might be the number one overall seed, like I said. A little bit ago, so uh, going to go with the Jayhawks. They probably have the best talent of uh, the teams in the top ten, I would think. All right, Dave, your number one pick. I mean, Houston's got to be on there. No one's took them yet. So, Houston. Hmm. Hmm. I want a sleeper. I just don't think Purdue's going to be number one seed. I think, about, this is about as say, of right now, anyway. So. Yeah, this is as of right now. You're about to pull Maryland out. I, I can feel it. No, I'm going to pull I'm gonna pull a tricky. Marquette. 
Oh wow! I I, I was uh, making the hook 'em horns behind you. I thought you were going to go Texas. Uh, no, huh. so no, Alabama's fell off. Yeah. I, L- let me ask you this: Texas wins the Big Twelve tournament. Do you think they can get up to the one line? No, no. no? I don't. I think they got nine losses, don't they? Yeah, they got eight. Yeah, yeah. So, if we were to look at it, we have Houston, UCLA, Kansas, and Marquette. If that were the scenario, your West region would be UCLA. Houston would be your South. Mm. I guess yeah, Kansas would be West, and then Marquette would be East. I think they'd all be okay with that, don't you think? I would like Marquette to be the one seed, and I would like us to be an eight seed in that region in the East, so we can play in Madison Square Garden in the Sweet Sixteen, Lead Eight. I did see. Uh, I saw the latest. Mike DeCourcy has us an eight-nine matchup against Arkansas. Yeah, I saw so that not too. A, not a fan of that matchup. So let's stay right at it. Let's stay right in tournament mode. Last four in. Who wants to go first? Lee? I think I went first last time. Okay. Dave. Go. <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Penn State got the win Ooh. last night. I think they're huge in the win. tournament. So I think they win one more and they're in for sure. Yep. I like right that. Right now, pick. I got them last four in. Tricky. That, that was one of my uh, thoughts was Penn State, but I just wasn't sure. Uh, instead, I, I was looking at uh, Auburn. Um, SEC was fairly tough this year. Uh, they went 10-8. and eight. They had wins over St. Louis, Northwestern, Arkansas, Missouri, and Tennessee. And uh, at 2011, you add Bruce Pearl on top of that. There's no way they're not going to let them into the tournament. But it, it could be close if they don't uh, play well in their conference tournament. I love the Mountain West. Tricky talked about he didn't like watching West Coast games because he's in bed with his onesie on. However... I'm a big Mountain West, Big West guy late at night. I watched a lot of it. I think that's partly because of FanDuel, and I've placed a lot of bets on Mountain West games. And sleeping on the couch some nights. Yes. <laughs> but I'm taking, see if this name sounds familiar, Utah State. Can you name that coach? Uh, is it a Hurley? Nope. Hint, he beat Virginia when he was a 16 seed. Whoever oh, Dave be- Odom? Yep. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I, I had them on my list of my, my four uh, first students, first outs. I had Utah State. Um, their real, only notable win, because um, I did look up their schedule, they did beat uh, Boise State uh, on Saturday. Uh, but at 23-7, and 13-5 in the Mountain West, Yeah, unless they really uh, look bad. And do they have a Mountain West tournament? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well. Yeah, long long as they win a game in that, then uh, they should be in, I would think. I mean, Mountain West had a chance to get multiple teams in. San Diego State, Boise State, Utah State, and Nevada. I mean, who would have thought that Mountain West put up four? Is that more than the ACC? Anybody know? Predicting? I can't, I can't think of four teams in the ACC that Duke, I would put in there. Uh, Duke, Pitt. Dude, NC Virginia. State, no, Virginia. no, they don't have Pitt in. They have, Right now, prediction-wise. How is Pitt not in? They're a top 25 team. <laughs> Look at this. Miami, oh, I'm Virginia. sorry. They're, they're, they're 11 seed. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, we got Miami, oh, Virginia. NC State. So you have Duke. Pittsburgh, NC State. Miami. Duke, Miami, and Virginia. They have five. That's crazy. All right, Lee, finish us off. Last team in. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in between two teams. Mississippi State hasn't been playing great recently. I think they have them on the last four in. And Wisconsin, I think if Wisconsin maybe gets a win or two in the Big Ten tournament, I think they might get in, just given um, that I think the Big Ten's a deeper conference all around than the SEC is. So I'm going to go Wisconsin. Dave, Ooh, Dave. Minus the T. 
Dave, Wisconsin. Dave, keep it going. First four out. UNC. I think if they had beat Duke, they would have been in, but they didn't. So I think they're going to be on the – unless they do major work this weekend, they're they're not going. Tricky. All right, on my first out, um, Jordan, you mentioned uh, – oh, we, we mentioned uh, Rutgers earlier. Um, you know, they, they've got a really talented club. Uh, I think they've probably got the third best center in uh, the Big Ten. Um, but they were 500 in the conference, and uh, right now at 18 and 13, I think they would have to get to the finals of the conference tournament to even uh, be considered. So, Son. give me Rutgers. Coming off the top rope. That's right. I'm going to do Michigan. I think they still have somewhere to do. It's hard to believe, and that's always said that Michigan-Rutgers game is going to be a big game Thursday night. I think winners in, losers out. Lee, your last team, last first well, how about this? Last of the first four out. Mm. So basically, want, this get, team get, has a lot of work to do. Yeah, I know. I I wanted the UNC. Uh, so um, if you do say, that one more time, I'm gonna cut your tongue off your throat. I'm gonna go ahead and go Arizona State. Useful. Hey, tricky. I, I would get a Bob. There's yeah, a Hurley. That's right why I said I had to get a Hurley in there. there yeah, that's that's the Hurley, and I had them on my uh, first four out. Also, uh, they've had uh, consecutive losses to UCLA and USC. Um, their only good wins were over Creighton and Arizona. Um, they've got twenty wins, but I, I still think they've got to really. That's another one. It's got to make it to the finals of their uh, conference tournament, or at least have two solid wins. Um, to uh, to make it to the big dance. So before we get to our interview with Eric Hayes, let's talk March Madness. So you're filling out your bracket, you win, but you get no reward. Well, we've got a reward for you. How about a day with the turtle heads or a Snowbiz gift card or better yet, cash. That's right, the turtle heads are going to do a bracket challenge. We're going to do $5 a bracket. Unlimited brackets, so $5 for each bracket. We're going to do it on the ESPN's Tournament Challenge. You join, you Venmo the $5, and then you're entered, and winner gets cash rewards. We're going to have cash rewards for first, second, and third place. How does that sound? So get up with Lee, Jordan, Dave, or Tricky and figure out how you can enter the Bracket Challenge Turtlehead style. We appreciate all the support to all our AWLs and all our likes and subscribes. Hope you enjoy this show and enjoy this interview with Eric Hayes. Taken away by Gregory. To Hayes, beyond the arc. Yes! Leading to the open court opportunity for Hayes. Drops the dime. For the All right, I'd like to welcome on Mr. Eric Hayes. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. 2010 ACC regular season champion. Is that right? That's it. That was a long time ago, it feels. <laughs> hey, hey, we are overdue for another one. <laughs> That's right. So, Eric, we uh, we reached out to you. And uh, first off, thank you for coming on the show. That means a lot to us. Um, we, of course, had some of your teammates on here. Maybe you can be the connection to get Grievous on there. I just We'll just get you to translate when he starts getting real wrong up for us. <laughs> okay. I can, I can give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> So the best part about Eric Hayes is not only is a Maryland Terrapin, he's uh, somewhat of like 
a weird Marilyn Terrapin because him and Steve Blake shared the same birthday and both of your mm-hmm. dads were coaches, right? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty wild. Uh, you know, two guys that were playing guards and similar games, you know, and uh, to share the same birthdays, kind of kind of wild. How uh, how often did uh, did Gary compare you with Steve? Because I personality wise, I don't think either of you are the same. You're you're more uh, quiet to yourself. Steve was more. Well, I guess Steve had Juan. So that that 2002 team, they really didn't have a vocal leader like you had. You had Grievous and. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Mouton was their vocal leader, kind yeah. of. But yep. Uh, but yeah, I would say me. I I would consider Blake as kind of more of a quiet guy, you know. But um, the same with Juan for the most part. But um, but yeah, I think probably Myron was uh, Byron was their is their their main guy. It was the vocal vocal guy. So, did you get much time to talk or ever meet the 2002 national team? Whether they were coming through passing while you were there or anything like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I spent quite a bit of time with some of them. Um, you know, Byron was always at, always up in Maryland. Um, you know, he was always around the gym and playing pickup with us in the summers and all that stuff. And uh, my sophomore year, I actually went up to Portland when Steve was still playing uh, for the Trailblazers and uh, spent like 10, 11 days out there working out with him, um, training with him over the summer. So I got to, got to know him and his family pretty well. Um, and Juan, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was with coach Turgeon, um, when Juan was on staff as well. So that's right. Uh, I, got to, I got to know him, know him very well. Also, um, you know, I see Lonnie when I go back into town, uh, at the games and, you know, Taj Holden, I, I, I know pretty decently. So I mean, there's a bunch of guys that I, I kind of have over the years, uh, become, become friends with. And, you know, it's kind of cool. Cause I kind of, you know, I grew up as a, a big Maryland fan, so it was kind of my my team growing up, and those were the <laughs> those are the guys everybody loved. Oh um, wow! So, See, I didn't I didn't know you grew up a Turk yeah. fan. Yes, yeah, so I, I grew up in Northern Virginia, uh, in Woodbridge, just south of DC. So I was a I was a big Maryland fan. It was my number one team, and um, you know I, I followed followed them religiously <laughs> when I was growing up. So how old are you now, Eric? I just turned thirty six, uh, the twenty sixth of February. So. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh let's go back to your high school career. So you say you played at Woodbridge, right? Uh, I played at Potomac. Okay. Uh, it was in Dumfries, Virginia, but I, I lived in Woodbridge. Okay, my apologies, my apologies. Um, yeah, same, same thing, basically. So, um, going through college, your dad was your high school coach, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My dad coached me pretty much from eleven all the way through high school, AAU, and all that. So we. Uh, how, how was that? Tell us about how you know the pros and cons of your dad coaching you. Uh, I mean, I really, I, I couldn't really find too much, too many cons, you know, I, he was a great high school coach at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, I learned everything from him basically, you know, from growing ever since I, ever since I could walk, you know, I was at his high school practices in the gym, kind of just running around dribbling, and hanging out with the, the high school guys. And, um, so I, it, it was all, all pretty positive for me. You know, there's, there's some people that, you know, your coach's son and you don't think they should be playing as much or whatever but oh yeah most of the time that's when that's when the player isn't at a high caliber and yeah. he's not very good and he still gets to play <laughs> yeah. uh, luckily luckily i got to the point by the time i got to high school i was i was pretty good so none of that none of that chatter really happened but um now can we thank yeah, you I, can we thank your da- can we thank your dad for your unique three-point shot is he the reason you have that unique setup 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he taught me how to shoot. Uh, you know. So and, uh, here's a little so, tidbit. Here's a little tidbit for you. So obviously, I was nowhere near the basketball player to even be looked at. I couldn't get looked <laughs> at at community college. But when when I played high school. I used to always because I was in high school right when you were coming on, and uh, I okay. would I, I would I would set up. I was like, it can't be that hard to adjust, you know. Here I am, like fourteen, fifteen, trying to think I can turn myself new, and I would try to set it up. And I tell you the truth, you know, you got a lot of flack through it where it was very unique, but it actually made it very pure. Now I was never able to. First off, I, w- I shouldn't have been on the court, but second off, I wasn't able to adjust to that offset to the right of your body shooting. But it paid off because you won a three-point uh, shooting competition senior year of college, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I won the Final Four uh, shooting three-point contest, and I just I was always taught growing up, you know, to you know line your foot, point your foot to the basket, you know, elbow over your knee, you know, everything lined up, you know, kind of in a straight line, and uh, that's kind of how I how I did things, and it turned out to be pretty pretty good for me. Well, maybe we'll line you up with Coach Willard and you get Juju shooting like you did. <laughs> oh, Somebody needs to work on the shoot though. Shoot yeah. though form there. So. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's frustrating to watch. Yes, very frustrating. So, so anyway, so going back to high school. So, what uh, what schools were recruiting you? Uh, I mean, I had a I had a bunch of bunch of schools uh, recruiting me. Um, I kind of always knew that that's where I wanted to go was Maryland. Um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't take any other official visits. I took a couple just unofficial visits to a couple spots. I took one to uh, uh, Wake Forest. Um, I took one to uh, West Virginia when Beeline was there. Mm. I took one down at uh, NC State uh, when Herb Sendek was there. Who was that? Uh, Wake, who was that Wake Forest when you went there? Um, shoot, he passed away. Um, oh, oh, it was uh, what, Skip Prosser? Yeah, Skip Prosser. Yep. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I was wondering. I didn't know if you were there. That there was that um, Italian guy that took over for about a year or two. I remember that. Yeah, you know, Gatti. Yeah, yeah. He, was yeah. A, he was an assistant there. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I you know, I kind of, I knew I wasn't going to go to any of those places for the most part. Um, now, did did, did Maryland enter? Did Maryland come in early in your high school career, or was it kind of late? Yeah, no, it was pretty early. Um, I mean, they were. I think they offered me, you know, my probably my freshman year or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, after my sophomore year of high school, I committed I committed to them. So I, I committed really early. Um, you didn't, I just want, didn't want to, you didn't want didn't to drag want to it out like some of these other guys. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't want to waste any, any other school's times or anything like that. And um, didn't want to waste the opportunity of, you know, going to the school that I really wanted to go to. So Yeah, I, I, did, I, could, I couldn't imagine growing up rooting for the team your whole life and then getting that offer. I mean, I bet that was just, that was like, it felt amazing. Yeah. And that was great. Cause you know, that's, you know, that's what you work for and you want to have all the opportunities, uh, at your disposal when you're trying to, you know, play in college and, you know, being the, the school that, uh, you know, you grew up, um, wanting to go to, um, and it was close to home. That was an important thing for me as well for my, my family to come watch all the games. And, uh, it was just kind of the perfect fit. Now, 2006 was your freshman year, correct? Yes, correct. Yep. So was that was that Travis's senior year, Travis Garrison? <clears throat> no, I missed Travis and Nick King and Millie and all those. That was with, uh, you know, DJ Strawberry. Okay, James Gis, Dave Neal, yep, that bunch. Yep, yep, Mike oh. Jones I played a year with. So. Oh, how was uh, that, playing with Mike Jones? 
That was great. Great. You get a lot of assist passing to him. So I was like, hey. he, no, he, um, was, he was a pure shooter. Like, like I see, like, I like to see you two in a three point competition. We could fill it up. He, he gets, yeah, he, he gets hot. It's, it's, it's hard to, hard to beat him in a contest. But yeah, it was, uh, we had some, we had some good shooters on that team. So that, that was always helpful. Now you, let's see, 2006. I'm trying to remember. You made the tournament in 2006, right? Yep. Yeah. We beat uh, Davidson in the first round. That was Steph Curry. Yep. And uh, lost, lost to Butler. Butler. Yep. Butler in the second round. Yep. Up in Buffalo. And so then, that was, and then, a loss, but yeah, it was. Which that that was that the game you all changed your shoes at halftime, or was that the Davidson game? Uh, that was uh, no, that was ACC tournament. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, we wore black <laughs> shoes, and uh, that was the first time we wore them. It was like these patent leather, like black shoes and i mean gary wasn't having it after halftime so <laughs> um yeah we had to we had to switch them out but so that then, didn't help with much so. <laughs> <laughs> so then so then of course sophomore year we missed tournament and then uh yeah. junior year you all lost to you beat california and lost to memphis is that right correct yeah yeah so that, that year was a strange year we uh we struggled a lot of the year uh and got kind of hot at the end of the year we had a good run in the ACC tournament uh, down in the Georgia Dome, um, we had the NC State in the first round, and a good Wake Forest team. Uh, they were ranked pretty highly, and then we almost almost beat Duke in the semi. That's right. Um, but yeah, that kind of got us into the tournament uh, the way we played in the ACC tournament. So that was a a good a good year. Kind of, I mean, we weren't really uh, we weren't necessarily stacked that year, but um, I think we got kind of the most out of that that group. Yeah, because. Of course, I'm sure. Do you you remember the Tyreek recruitment and all the drama that had involved in it? Yeah. And then, of co- and of course, you have to see him in the second round, and and of course, they 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 were they were great that year. I mean, not great. They, of yeah, course, they, they kind of fell short too, but they had a great year. Yeah, they did. And um, I I just I tell people all the time with the selection Sunday coming up Sunday, I said, I guarantee you, Maryland will have a matchup against somebody. That I mean, it's maybe not Maryland, but it's it's they always find the tournament always finds a way to match things up. Like if Turgeon were to get yeah. back in coaching, and five storyline, yeah, yeah, five years down the road, you're trying to tell me they won't try to match up Turgeon versus Maryland. Come on, you know they will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, mm. so then move on to your senior year. So we talked to Dino about it. You lose to William and Mary, kind of like what is going on? And then you all got hot. I think you ended up losing just three games for the rest of the regular season after that, and of course, uh, clinching a share of the uh, ACC title. Yeah, I mean, we struggled a little bit early in the year. Um, didn't play our best in Maui. Um, we lost to a couple couple good teams out there, but um, came back and you know, had a good win at Indiana, the Big Ten Challenge. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of I mean, we lost to William Mary, who was I thought at the at the time was a was a good team, going to be a tournament team, but they ended up kind of fizzling out um, mm-hmm. toward the end. You know, some of those games you just you don't come ready to play and you. Give them the opportunity. Uh, a lot of those teams thrive on that, so we didn't we didn't come to play that 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 night. But uh, yeah, we uh, you know we finished the year real hot. Um, obviously, ending with you know the the Duke game, and, and then we had to we had to clean it up at, at Virginia um, to kind of seal the deal. Now, what uh, going into that? Of course, everybody remembers the Duke game, but going into that Virginia game, where were you all? Were y'all focused? Like, was it was it a tense and a desire really there? Or was Gary had to kind of reel you in? No, I think everybody was pretty focused uh, on on what was at stake there. Um, you know, they they weren't great that year, um, but it's it's always been kind of a, a tough place to play for for Maryland. Um, 
there's been some battles down there, um, even in the even in the new arena. Um, Were you in the new arena for that game? Yeah, okay. yeah I never I never played in the older one. Uh, I've been to a couple games in the older one, but um, but yeah, so that, that was a that was a tough game to kind of to get up for. Uh, you know, we we knew what was at stake, so we uh, we came in there and played played pretty well for the most part, and you know got the job done. So that was that's all that really mattered for us. Now moving on. You all, I mean, maybe you don't even want to talk about it. We talked about it with Dino, <laughs> but man, I'm telling you. And like you said, you listened to that episode, but that loss to, to Michigan State, just devastating. I mean, because that team, that team had a chance to have Final Four written all over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a, that was obviously a big disappointment um, being your senior year. And, you know, you think you have a team that's capable of, of making a run. And, uh, you know, just the the craziness that happened on the last play of the guy ducking out the way and all that stuff, you know, it was just, <laughs> it was, uh, it was unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, the way you, you saw the rest of the bracket setting up for us was just kind of too good to be true. And, uh, would have been, would have been nice to see what we could have done. Uh, if we got through that game. And you were, were you out West for that game? Yeah, we were out in Spokane. Yeah, no doubt. I, and I, I can already tell you, I guarantee you Sunday will be out West. It's just, it's like, they, I, I'm pretty sure the people that put the the bracket together don't know where Maryland's at because I feel like we're always out west. <laughs> what, is it, speaking of which, so freshman year, where'd you play at? Where was the uh, first second round? Uh, Buffalo. Okay, well there you go. That just beat my theory, so I'll just stop that right there. Um, so and then junior year, where'd y'all play? Oh shoot. Um, was it Midwest somewhere like Kansas City? I or say, yeah, I want to say it's Kansas City. Yeah, I feel like it was that too. Yeah. Uh, you're testing my memory here, Eric. It's pretty impressive. I can actually remember <laughs> yeah, this. No, you know better than I do. <laughs> so anyway, so let's move on to your uh, pro career. What what happened after college? Uh, yeah, so I went over uh, to Spain. I played in Spain and Lithuania um, for a couple years. So I came back and I played in the D-League. It was the D-League back then, mm-hmm. uh, not the D-League. Um, but I played in that for a very short stint as well. And then I kind of... Before I went to the D League, I, I hurt my foot over in Lithuania and missed like half the season. Came back and then they had the NBA lockout, which kind of really hurt me um, with getting back overseas. Because a lot of a lot of overseas teams were, you know, poaching some guys that were kind of borderline NBA players that you know wanted to play, weren't sure if the NBA was going to be calling. So. Uh, that kind of hurt me a little bit. I could have went back over and, you know, played for for pennies, but I didn't really want to do that. Um, how, so I decided how, to, how close do you think you were to the league? Oh, uh, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think I was just a little a little undersized for to be a shooting guard and not the athlete to play point in in the NBA. I mean, look at these guys in the NBA. I mean, yeah. That are my height. I mean, you know, six four, six three. I mean, you're looking at Moran, you're looking at Westbrook, you're looking at John Wall. I mean, these guys are just elite athletes. Um, and uh, I wasn't that, but I, d- I did okay for myself. But trying to trying to consistently guard that every night uh, in the NBA probably wasn't going to happen for me. I mean, if I was if I was six 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 seven, I think I for sure could have played in the, in the NBA as yeah. a, as a two guard. But um, it just wasn't. I was kind of a tweener and. Uh, I don't think it was going to happen for me, um, but uh, yeah. So I uh, I played in the D League for a little while. That was uh, quite the experience, um, and then I decided uh, to to try to get back uh, to Maryland uh, to be a grad assistant. 
And was it one or two years you were a grad assistant? I was there for two years. So two t- years, tell yeah. us about that. How how was that coaching with Turgeon? Well, I guess I'm really coaching, but learning on a Turgeon. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I got to I got to see kind of the inner workings of you know what a a college coach and you know, a being in a college program you know look like. And, uh, and you know, obviously as a grad assistant, you do a lot of the a lot of the dirty work and kind of the the job nobody else wants to do. But what, um, what was your daily daily day to day job with them? Uh, I mean, I would do everything, you know, you got to be at workouts with the guys helping, you know, Kyle, um, at the workouts, you got to be, you know, cutting up film for assistant coaches and, uh, you know, whenever anybody wants to get a workout in or get extra shots up, you're helping them with that. And, um, you're going, helping with scout team and helping, helping kind of run the scout on different, on different, uh, games coming up. Uh, helping the assistant coaches, um, so that was kind of a was kind of a almost a twenty four seven job uh, when it came to 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 being a grad assistant, um, and that's you know that's what you do. And you gotta kind of grind, and, and if you want to get to that next next level, um, that's kind of the, the steps you gotta go through for the most part. Now, do you have aspirations to get to that next level of coaching? Uh, I mean, I I did uh, beforehand. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of coaching is is uh, networking, who you know in the, in the coaching world, and who has jobs and who has opportunities. Um, at that point, I really didn't have many guys that I knew that were coaching. You know, a lot of our assistants um, that I was when I was at Maryland, um, I think maybe Chuck Trezell was at um, Citadel at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, Rob Eason was assistant at UAB at the time. Um, but other than that, there was nobody else that was really had the, had the power to, to get me a, a job right away after. Um, and I really didn't want to, I didn't really want to go somewhere where I didn't have familiarity with, with the guys and, and the coaches and, you know, the style of play and all that. So, uh, you know, I kind of just, I, I attempted to, to get to a couple places, but it just didn't, didn't work out and, uh, you know, all in all, I mean, you know, I, I'm happy where I'm at right now, and I'm kind of happy that I'm not coaching right now in college. Uh, it's 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 a grind, and uh, you know, I really gotta <laughs> I gotta hand it to the coaches because they uh, it's a it's a long days, it's it's traveling, it's you know, you you're rarely home, and uh, that's kind of something I'm glad that I. I uh, <laughs> not a part of right now <laughs> yeah no i understand that so you worked with turgeon a little bit um what's your have you talked to kevin willard uh, what's your impression of kevin willard what do you think of kevin no i haven't haven't had a conversation with him um i actually i called in i got called into uh his radio show with johnny holiday um I don't know, maybe a month or two ago and that was kind of the only re- interaction we've had with him um but i've been kind of i've been to a couple games close to the bench so i've kind of seen you know, his, his, his coaching style and, and kind of his, his mannerisms out there. And he seems to be a, a pretty in, intense, um, intense guy uh, on the sidelines, which kind of obviously um, brings back some memories for me for Coach Williams. Um, so I, I do like that that part of it. He seems like kind of a no-nonsense, like, you know, hardworking, going to get things done type of guy. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm impressed so far with what I've seen. Um I like the I like the up tempo, um, you know, more of a pressing team, mixing defenses. Um, so I do I do like that aspect of what he's done so far. 
Yeah, I think he has a lot of similarities with G-Dub. Um, I mean, like I said, not a Turgeon Bash hour, but I just I think the fans are thrilled with Kevin Miller. It's just a, it was a good fresh uh, uh, change of events, I guess you could say. It's good for the fan base. Yeah, and I think he kind of, you know, he's a he's a Northeast guy. Um, yeah. He's kind of got that mentality that a lot of a lot of these fans have um, when it comes to <laughs> th- these types of things. So I think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good fit for for all. So one thing I can say about you, Eric, is compared to other alumni is, I don't want to say you're not afraid to voice your opinion, but, you know, if the boys are, you know, since you've graduated, the boys are playing bad, you'll put it out there, not a good game. You know, you're not bashing anybody, you're just speaking the truth. And I actually yeah, like, I yeah. like that because, for, first off, the best part is people like me or all these other crazies out here, we'll put our opinion out there and we have no clue what we're talking about because we didn't play there, you know. <laughs> And you, on the other hand, you're not bashing nobody, but you're just saying, you know, hey, look, we're not looking good, but then we do look good. You say the boys are looking good. But first off, I mean, that, that just means a lot to the university that you're, like, still connected, like you still watch the team. Because, you know, a lot of these guys, they'll come back for a game here and there. But yeah. but tell me your uh, tell me your opinions about the team right now. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to that, I mean, I've, I've, like I said, I, mean, I grew up watching every game, you know, since I could know what basketball was. So um, I've, I've literally seen probably um, – I don't know if I've missed the game since I left college. Maybe, maybe when I was overseas, maybe I missed a game or two. Respect, but, uh, but yeah, but yes, yeah, so I'm I'm always locked in on the. Um, and this team is uh, it's hard it's hard to figure out. Um, obviously, you know we're, we're good at home and we're bad on the road. Um, well, let's, know, let's let's talk about that. What for, speaking from your experience, what does it take? I, I get it. Like, all right, so I went to the Penn State game. Now, I get it. If it was if it was at Duke or North Carolina, the crowd's intense. They're into it. No offense to Penn State fans. The kids were on spring break. The place was dead. It got loud, of course, yeah. in the last three minutes. Like, But what does it take? to? Is it is it focus is the, that you think they're lacking? Is it, I mean, game plan? Like, what do you think it is? I mean, I think it may be this. It's got to be a combination because, I mean, when you go to a place like that, um, you know, we didn't have too many – Places like that, we went to an ACC where it's just kind of nobody showed up. Miami was basically the one um, that we had in the ACC, and that was always a tough place for us to play. Um, so I kind of, I kind of get it, but um, it's just, I don't know if it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get yourself going when you, it's kind of a dead, dead arena, and it's sometimes almost easier to, to play when, uh, when it's a packed crowd and, and you're kind of hyped up for the game. But you know, be, being that what was at stake, um, you know, Sunday. Um, and I, I will, I, I, I'll admit I, the first 25 minutes of the game, they, I mean, they outplayed them tremendously. I mean, you could probably say the first 30 minutes. I mean, they outplayed them. Yeah, no, I mean, the defense, sure. the defense was intense, everything like that. And it just like, and, and I don't, I don't quite understand taking Juju out. I knew miles dread was burning them and they were stretching it, playing small and Juju wasn't defending as well. But, you know, we talked about it earlier, like if, if you're up by 15, something's working. Why not stick to it? I don't. I don't know if if Kevin might have outcoached himself there. Got tried. Got a little nervous. Maybe I, I don't really don't understand the move there. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, you, yeah, you can go both ways with that. I mean, it's. I don't know if that's uh, something where he just overthought it, or you know, was scared to give up the threes to let him back into the game. But um, obviously, <laughs> regardless, it didn't didn't matter whether yeah. he was in there or not. Uh, you're still giving up threes, you know. I think it's just just defensive breakdowns, you know, and and then you know not being able to not being able to make shots. Uh, that's kind of been kind of been the 
recipe for a disaster for us on, on the road. Um, I think I saw some type of home road split for like three point shooting is something ridiculous. Like uh, it was so much worse on the road um, than it was at home. And uh, I mean, that, <laughs> that'll, that'll get you. Well, let me, let me ask you this. When you, like, let's say, for instance, I, what'd you say it was? Was it your senior, your junior year when you played in Atlanta for the ACC tournament, right? Yes, yeah. So you're playing in a pro arena, correct? Well, yeah, we're playing in the Dome. So that thing was, it was like, uh, I mean, that was where the Falcons used to play. Oh, so. you're playing the Georgia Dome? Yeah, we're playing the Georgia Dome. Oh, wow, wow. I, I didn't realize yeah. that. So, all right. So even that, that right there, is the sight line make that much of a difference for a player? I mean, it does make a difference because we played at Syracuse as well um, my sophomore year in the NIT. Um, it definitely makes a difference if you're not used to it. Um, I mean, obviously, like, the better shooters, like, they can adjust and, like, in warm-ups, like, <laughs> you get your shots up and you can kind of adjust to the depth perception and all that. Um, so, I mean, for the for the better shooters, I mean, it normally doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, but, you know... I wouldn't say that this Maryland team has is full of uh, great shooters. Um, yeah, that, that's the unfortunate part. Yeah. yeah, I mean Don. I mean, look, no, all respect to Don Carey. He he shot it good his whole career. And and what people don't realize is they threw the talent on him so early. His first twelve to thirteen games was terrible. I think it was like twenty nine percent. But ever since then, he's shooting close yeah, to forty forty percent. Yeah, he's better the last last couple months here. But you know, yeah. you know, firsthand Maryland fans, man, they are <laughs> they're ruthless. They're quick. They're quick to. Quick to discard somebody. I mean, but, um, you know, let's let's stay on that real quick. The Maryland fans. So, I'm, we're not going to turn this into a Mark Turgeon bashing by no means. I'm sure he's a great guy, but so you could basically say the Maryland fans bullied Turgeon out of Maryland. You know, here, there, uh, whatever, close to it. So, so now they get a coach, and of course we ride high. We're on the we're on the winning streak. We're playing better as mm-hmm. the season comes to an end. And of course now we lose three out of four, and we. Uh, miss a chance for the double buy, and I and I get on Twitter last night. I mean, it's complete meltdown city. It's like, I mean, look, I've told people all along, and when we first did the podcast for basketball started this year, we said the goal is to make the tournament with this team. Yeah, they've exceeded expectations. They're going to make the tournament. They're a lock for the tournament. Granted, is yeah. it is it frustrating to lose three out of four? Sure, it is. However, mm-hmm. I don't want to throw in the towel yet because, like you said, I mean, I, I think I think this team's got resiliency, and I think. I think mm-hmm. I think we win Thursday, whether we play Minnesota or Nebraska, and I think we beat Indiana. This, this might be the phantom coming out of me. And then looking at Northwestern, like there's no one really on our side of the bracket that is like, oh, scary. Now I'll say that, and we'll go out and lose the Nebraska or Minnesota Thursday night. It is what it is. Right. That's just college basketball. But I just I think the team is good. I just think the fans, man, the fans just they, they are never thankful. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think you got to put this, this season in, into perspective. You know, I mean, going into this year, looking at the roster, um, you know, I, I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting to to possibly you know, have a chance to be the number two seed in the Big Ten. You know, I, mean, I was like I said, I would have been happy, you know, if we just squeaked into the tournament. Exactly. Um, and that's definitely where I'm coming. We're locked in now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I look at the bracket. I've got a a buddy of mine who's a big Indiana fan and. Uh, He's hoping we. He's saying we'll see you Friday night, but um, but yeah, I mean, I prefer to be on that bottom. Um, I, I prefer to not play Iowa or Purdue or uh, in, in either of those, you know, first couple rounds. Um, so I think, you know, obviously Indiana is a talented team, and they probably got one of the highest ceilings out of everybody in the Big Ten. But um, 
you know, we, like I said, we should, like you said, we should be, you know, whoever we match up with them, uh, whether it be Nebraska or uh, Minnesota. And then, you know, hopefully we can do something uh, against Indiana. But uh, it should be an interesting, interesting tournament. You gonna you gonna make the trip up there or no? No, I won't be. I'll actually, I'm, I'm actually heading up to um, Colorado on Sunday to oh, snowboard. Wow. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll watch the final probably Sunday in, in Colorado. But uh, um, now, what uh, what watching. what are you doing now, Eric? So I uh, I'm a I'm a home builder. So I uh, I work with the company and we build homes here. And I'm I'm living in Nashville. I've been in Nashville for almost eight years now. Now, are you on the site building, or are you kind of more of a designer? No, so now I'm. Uh, I basically run the new construction. So okay, uh, we've got like we got like four project managers that uh, are on site full time, and uh, I'm kind of overseeing the entire uh, process. So no desire to move back uh, to Maryland or Upper Virginia? Uh, not as of now. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so less traffic here. <laughs> so what we'll do here, if you're good with it, we'll finish this interview up with rapid fire questions. You good with that? Sure. Yeah. All right, let's Sweet. get let's get the guys ready here. All right, so the first question they had for you is how do you like your wings? Breaded or naked? Breaded. What kind of sauce do you prefer with your wings? Oh man. I mean I do like just the regular buffalo. Um let's see. Now you're supposed to say like... you're supposed to say old bay, Eric. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not from Maryland. So oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't like crabs either. So hey, there um, we go. We got something in common there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably just normal buffalo, but I do like kind of like a, an Asian twist uh, to it as well. But uh, yeah, probably just just go with the buffalo. Who was your funniest teammate? Oh man, um, I would probably have to say uh, number one, Cliff Tucker. And then, which teammate were you most surprised didn't make the league? Oh, um, huh. Let's go with uh, let's go James Gist. Nice, nice, very great player, great athleticism too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a freak. Favorite? Well, first off, country or rap? country now yeah. there we go Nashville. that's right <laughs> so who's your favorite country artist oh man i mean it's hard to not be on the morgan wallen train right now he's he's hot right now man he actually finished <laughs> uh the episode the other day he wrapped us up with uh his song uh, yeah. I, I trust me i didn't call morgan and say hey can you rap <laughs> but <laughs> but and then we'll finish with how far are the boys going to make it this year in the ncaa tournament oh gosh you can be fandom it's all right <laughs> I'm going to say Sweet 16. I like it. Well, look, Eric, first off, thank you again for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, love seeing you on Twitter and Instagram talking Terps. Hopefully we can get you back on sometime, maybe team up with a teammate, get you on here. And I uh, hope everything goes well for you in Nashville. All right, brother? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir.
So, Tricky, take us on home with NASCAR. Uh, yeah, we had a big race in uh, Las Vegas yesterday, something I'd never seen before. The race went into overtime. Did you know there was such a thing? I had no idea for you left-turners. Maybe you know what it's all about. But, yes, the race went into overtime and saw William Byron, Kyle Larson, and Alex Bowman finish 1-2-3 for Hendrick Motorsports. But I was rather disappointed as my guy, Chase Elliott, did not race on Sunday as he had to sit it out with a, quote, snowboarding injury. Also a NASCAR first. So we talked earlier about the ladies' shellbacks. Tricky, give us a little women's basketball. Let's be diverse here. Give us a yeah, little let's bit. talk about the Lady Cox. Uh, they're the Lady Gamecocks, uh, proud Lady Gamecocks of South Carolina. Uh they did not lose a single game all season. They, of course, will definitely be a number one seed. Um, they also have an excellent coach in uh, still Don Staley, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Yeah, probably the best, well, second best coach in all of college basketball. Who's the best? Oh, that's my gal, Brenda Freeze. Yeah, they. Uh, I saw a stat today. I was watching Sports Center. I haven't lost the the Lady Cox since. Uh, the last SEC championship games, they ran the table, won the tournament last year, didn't lose this year, so I think they're up like, what's that? What are they, 32-0, and 38-0 32-0 uh, on this season, plus, yes, the whatever left over from last year. No, great season for them. Yo, Jay, hit it, let's go. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right, on top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. It is time for Tricky Trivia. little history lesson for you. It's almost baseball season. Spring training is underway. One of the most interesting trades in baseball history took place this week in 1973. It involved my New York Yankees. Nobody got traded to or from the Yankees. However, relief pitchers Mike Kekich and Fritz Peterson, who uh, apparently liked to vacation together with their families and did quite a bit of hanging out together as families, uh, they also engaged in other activities with the families. So one realized they liked the other's wife better, and they actually traded entire Families, homes, dogs, children, wives. This is not a joke. These two gentlemen decided to not swap wives, swap lives. Is this where swinging got started? I don't know if it was the first, but uh, for one of them, it was, dare I say, a swing and a miss. 
because while one family, uh, the uh, Peterson and Suzanne Kekich uh, duo, they are still married to this day. However, Kekich and Marilyn Peterson did not last long at all. And the two of them ended up having to play on the same, or actually they were going to have to play on the same team several times later in their careers, uh, but they kept having to trade the one guy away so he wouldn't be playing with the other uh, because obviously one came out on the better end of it. And yes, it was Kekich they had to get rid of every single time because they didn't want him to have to share a clubhouse with the now gloating Fritz Peterson who not only gave him the upgrade but took his trash out for him. So that's a wrap on today's show. Eric, thank you for coming on. We also have to thank all the AWLs out there. And if you're not an AWL and you keep asking yourself, what is an AWL? Ask an AWL to find out. But how do you find one? You have to like and subscribe. You have to follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Spread the word. Because the Turtleheads are just getting started. Also, don't forget, our bracket challenge is coming up. So please... Go ahead and reserve your spot now. $5 a bracket. It's going to be a great time. And who doesn't like cash? Anyway, we're out of here. Love you. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few but then again, too few to mention I did what I had to do Saw it through without exemption I planned each charted course Each careful step Along the byway More Much more than this I did it My Way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off More than I could chew But through it Side. 
I find 